Hello, I'm Andrew. And I'm Katharina. Welcome to Two Tablespoons, a podcast where we discuss recipes, food products, how we like to cook and eat, and we'll try to have a bit of fun along the way. Today we are going to be talking about cooking and eating another restaurant favourite that people have been missing during the current 2020 pandemic lockdown. KFC. That's right. You asked for it and now we're going to have a go at making this fast food staple. Popularised as a brand and now the world's second largest restaurant chain with 22,621 stores globally in 150 countries. Since the original recipe and blend of 11 herbs and spices used by the company are famously guarded secret, we will be giving ours the two tablespoon spin and mixing our own. Our KFC will stand for Katerina Fried Chicken. Excellent. Yes, the recipe is such a secret that a copy of it, along with containers of the spices, are supposed to be held inside a locked vault in the Louisville headquarters in Kentucky, USA. The blend that's used by franchise restaurants is produced and mixed by two separate suppliers before it's distributed. It sounds like it would be easier to get inside of the Pentagon than get a hold of the recipe. (laughs) I think so. The basics are on the bone chicken pieces, coated in a flour and seasoning, then pressured fried to reduce the cooking time of the meat. So there are a lot of rumours and myths around how the KFC restaurant chain started. Uh, the one that went around my school when I was younger was that it was a recipe invented in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> but in a very short summary, a man named Harlan Sanders learned to cook from his mother and took over a small filling station in 1930, where he started to cook popular dishes from the South, including fried chicken. Over the next 10 years, he perfected his original recipe, and by 1955 was franchising his secret blend all across the US. Mm-hmm. The iconic cardboard bucket used to serve chicken was introduced by Utah franchisee Pete Harmon in 1957, and by 1963 there were over 600 KFC restaurants all over the country. The colonel sold his company to investors the next year, but stayed on with a contracted lifetime salary and involvement in promotional advertising until his death in 1980. Uh, 90 years old, I should say. 90. See, I tell you, fried chicken, good for you. So let's go make this very good for you recipe. <laughs> we'll head into the kitchen and give it a try ourselves. Excellent. Very healthy. Yum, yum. So welcome to our uh, two tablespoons kitchen. Welcome back to the... A huge, massive. Massive, huge, two tablespoons kitchen, galley kitchen, that if you were determined, you could probably fit three of them inside a shipping container. <laughs> I told you, new one every week. Things you can fit our kitchen into. So, what do we have done so far, Andrew? This is a recipe that involves quite a bit of beforehand prep, I would say. So, we saw celebrity chef Phil Vickery That's on correct. this morning doing a version of Kentucky Fried Chicken. and. Is that what you're using as a base for yours, or yes, is it a mixture of recipes? That, no, no, Philby Curry's is the one I'm using today. As a little bit of a template, but as usual, we don't stick to recipes. Well, I say we, you don't stick to recipes. No, I don't. So you, it's you been modified a bit. Yes, I'm like a little robot. Yeah, good. Filling out my recipes. So yesterday, the chicken that we've decided to use, that is some on-the-bone thighs, some on-the-bone wings, and some strips of chicken breast, was put into a massive bowl with a load of buttermilk and some yogurt. Yeah, that's correct. And some salt should have gone into it. I have forgotten, so I have salted it only this morning, but it will be fine, I'll show you all. 
and in that big bowl it was all mixed around, coated in buttermilk and left in the fridge overnight. So there's a bit of the day before prep included in this one, so this is not a come home and quickly whip it up type of meal. I think you could do that as well, but it's better to leave it to soak in the buttermilk. The chicken becomes much more tender. Okay, so our tenderized chicken. What you're doing in the background, as I'm explaining, is mixing up our own blend of spices and herbs, but we'll come to that in a second. So this morning, the chicken came out of the buttermilk. It's got a coating of buttermilk on it, but it's been set aside briefly. And then how many eggs? And then I put five. Five eggs were added to the remaining buttermilk in the bowl mixed all up and it's going to be the chicken's going to be coated dipped back into that coated and then fried something like that yeah we'll see how it goes we'll see we'll see (laughs) so that's the chicken prep it's sitting in buttermilk and then some more eggy buttermilk ready you've got a bowl a smaller bowl of flour and to that you are adding the spices and herbs we're going to use how much flour would you guesstimate see i wanted to measure it just to be sure but i would think this is about 250 grams I would say it's a couple of cups if you're into cup measuring. A couple of uh, cups of flour? I would say there's less. Cup and a half. So not a huge quantity. <laughs> I'm just guessing you. Not a huge quantity <laughs> of flour. And to that you're adding So I have added one teaspoon of oregano, two teaspoons of mixed herbs from Tesco's, and that includes thyme, majorum. Is it majorum? Yeah, I guess majorum, so. Majorum, majorum. Majorum. Ha- major, majorum. Ma- majorum parsley oregano sage and basil so quite a lot of oregano but as i have done some of the research oregano was in all the recipes so hopefully we are right and oregano actually is in the original kfc cool two teaspoons of smoked paprika one teaspoon of dried ancho chili one teaspoon of chipotle chili we do like it hot though so yeah that's fine and one and a half teaspoon of ground cumin ground cumin which mm-hmm. i think we've discussed before and we've maybe touched on it i don't know uh when we do fajitas i think cumin oh. plays a, sm- a part in that because it, it, it does a give a smoky difference doesn't a it barbecue type taste to it and you're just gently mixing those herbs and spices in around the flour and, I and think that flour coating flour actually looks lovely quite spicy and smells lovely it does smell spicy mm-hmm. i can smell cumin mostly yeah, when we yeah. sniff the flour just you know dried flour sniffing it totally normal <laughs> <laughs> Being lines of flour yeah. please anyway. knocking on the door <laughs> it's just flour i'm working off my face cool no it looks actually quite good so i think this is this is okay it might not be enough for all the chicken but it's fine we can always mix some more we can remix it on the fly if we need to and you're going to make a second batch of maybe best to do that now before we get all messy Yes. A second batch of flour because KFC do spicier wings, don't they? And you quite like a spicy wing. Well, so we're going to try and do a spicier version of the spice mix. I'm saying the word spice a lot. I've lost the <laughs> meaning of the word now. We're going to do a smaller batch of flour that is spicier and the wings will go into that. So I will do pretty much the same we have done the first time. What I'm going to add extra will be habanero chili as well, which is very, very hot. So we are going to have in the wings mixture we are going to have ancho chili chipotle chili and habanero chili and they are all they're all dried dried flakes flakes, i think we've spoken about them before and they're a new find for us in a couple of different supermarkets that you can get the dried flake chilies in the different strains different varieties and you get all the tasty goodness from the different varieties of hot chilies dried down and distilled for your storeroom pantry so very good 
Amazing. I'm, I, I can't stop talking about the Antro Chilies. They're such a revelation to me. Antro Chilies, very interesting, sort of raisiny, fruity taste to them, as well as a tiny bit of heat. Yeah, they're they are very not nice. as hot, so you don't need to be too careful with them because they are more fruity rather than really fiery. So if you're not sure, just taste a piece before you add it in. and Well, maybe don't taste one of the seeds because they'll be hotter, <laughs> but one of the smaller, darker pieces that have come from the chili flesh. Have a taste and see what you think before you add it to your dish because they're quite nice, even just the dried bits, I they're, would say. They're absolutely gorgeous. I could eat them like crisps. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Chili crisps. Yeah, and cumin. Yeah, definitely. If you have not tried season your food with ground cumin before, you must try it. If you want smokiness, cumin does Yeah, I think it. cumin is a good part to play in something like an old El Paso spice mix. I think that's what gives part of it the barbecue flavour. Cool. So this mix seems to be ready as well. I have to say, what I absolutely love, you got these little spoon things. Spoon measurements. Yes. Yeah. They are Measuring brilliant. spoons. I thought they were a little bit, little bit pointless, you know, but no, they're brilliant. I love them. If you need to know how much is going into stuff, and I have it for <laughs> beer bottling, I need to know that I've got a half a teaspoon or a one oh, full yeah, teaspoon of sugar maybe. going into it so that it doesn't over fizz and explode. So what beer do you think would go best with Katharina fried chicken? It's got to be a lager, a crisp, refreshing lager, I think, as a KFC choice. For any beer, really. I'll drink anything. <laughs> Drinking Prosecco today. That's our... Well, I don't think we've mentioned it before. I think I've cut it out before when we've been making too much noise. But it's a little two tablespoons tradition to have sparkly wine as we're doing our prepping and recording. So by the time you can hear us... Yeah, by, are... by the end we're probably three bottles of <laughs> some kind of fizzy wine deep. Today it's Prosecco. Right, uh, the noise I'm making is uh, some mixed peppercorns. Rainbow peppercorns. Rainbow peppercorns. As I have mentioned before, I love those. So they are going in both quite a good... As you can hear, a good quantity going good into quantity each of the salts. Yeah. I think when I smell and taste rainbow peppercorns, and since I know what it is now, this, the flavour that stands out the most is pimento berries, because yeah. they put... It's black peppercorns, maybe some white ones, a bit of green, a bit of red for colour, and then pimento berries usually go in there as well. See, this one, this one from Tesco's doesn't have them. They've got black, white, pimento... Yep, you can... <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm not it's, cutting that it's out. It's classic. We don't have them. The third ingredient is not here. What was it last time? Something in a... Oh, we were uh, choosing an oil, like one of the oils or something. It was like, oh, I don't think we can use this one. What was it? <laughs> Not so, I don't think we can use that for frying and you turn it over. It's suitable for shallow frying, baking, covering your hair in, washing your dogs. It's perfect for everything. Anyway, so, <laughs> that's funny. So which is which? So this one. Okay, you've got them this sorted. One is the, no, no, that's the spicy one. We will start, what are we going to do? We've got the chicken on a bone, the thighs on a bone. I left the skin on. Philip Curry said take the skin off. But then how's it going to stick to anything? I disagree. No, in the, in the restaurants yeah, it's definitely got skin on. You know, good old Philip Scofield disagreed with him as well. These UK celebrities. If you don't know who they are, Google them. But if you want to spend your time more productively or do anything else, don't. <laughs> Just keep listening to us. I'll just have offer to fight one of them anyway in five seconds. I've got goobers happens. ready. Goobers, goobers excellent. Good so pair of metal tongs, goobers. You can't beat a goober. So the chicken, which has been soaking or bathing, relaxing in um, buttermilk all night, will now go into the seasoned flour. 
It has a little bit of the buttermilk left. Yeah, it's still, it. I say it's still covered in buttermilk. Yeah. Straight into seasoned flour. And just, you know, cover it nicely. I'm actually using goobers. I'm such a pro. This is going to take a while, isn't it? It will take a while to coat. Maybe I'll play some elevator music in the meantime. From the seasoned flour, it goes into the egg and buttermilk mixture, which is actually lovely. I could drink that. It looks like custard. Ugh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, what's not wrong not with gonna have time to start on that one. Oh. So and from eggy buttermilk, it's going back into seasoned flour. Back into the flour. That's fine. Be prepared for elevator music to get a second coating of that nice seasoned flour. I was reading KFC's website because that's what normal people do, is read KFC's website. And they were saying that they coat the chicken and, you know, bash it off and then coat it again seven times. Seven times? Yeah. I don't think... I've got the willpower to do that. So. I'm pretty sure you remember I told you that in my student years I worked for some kind of other franchise which was pretty much KFC. I remember you saying you got food poisoning from it. <laughs> That's true, I did, yes, I did, I did. But I worked there as well. Okay. Before I got the food poisoning. Yeah, this this is the surprising part I found then and now still. So the raw chicken arrives, then you take it out of the fridge, the chicken pieces, and you literally just Coat it in a flour and chuck it in a in a in a deep fat fryer, and that's it. Well, the kernel would have something to say about that. Okay. So I said earlier on, or you said earlier on, that it's pressure fried. Yes. So the kernel, when he was coming up with his recipe, and this is all taken probably from the Wikipedia page or one of the other reputable sources that I was reading earlier, he didn't like the idea of deep fat frying, so he wouldn't put his chicken into a deep fat fryer because he said it ruined the quality of the food. But shallow frying took too long, which is why when pressure cookers became more readily available for home purchase, he came up and modified one to have this idea of pressure frying. That's actually what good old Phil Vickery confirmed on the beautiful program this morning, some time ago. Uh, he said that they have pioneered this pressure yeah, yeah. frying thing. So I don't even know what it looks like or not. But that's how we did it in the you know, early 2000s when I worked at the franchise thing place. It wasn't KFC, it was called something else. It Kentucky fake chicken maybe. I think KFC. it was big food actually. Not big foot, but food. You know what I mean. Big foot. Big Fry, <laughs> fried big feet. This is looking quite good actually. Look I think that, that flour is not going to last as long as you thought. No, it's not. We're going to need that's more that's flour. That's fine, we can always mix more. Definitely like the idea of not just flouring it, but the buttermilk in it as well. Somehow we talked about it during our katsu. This is almost like, we're well not double breadcrumbing, but double coating. So we're yeah. definitely getting that seasoning and taste in there. Yeah. And we'll be shallow frying. So you're only frying one side at a time when we get there. Yes. In a week's time. After all <laughs> this coating. We've this, got a lot of chicken to go through. Forever. And you're cooking one side at a time. And then the side that's not in the oil can let out its steam. Yes. So it's yes, not going to get all correct. sloppy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thinking behind it. So we'll see. Chicken Theory 101. I'm pretty sure if there are any vegetarians listening, I would be surprised if there were, but if there are, you can do this with a vegetable, couldn't you? Like Kentucky Fried cauliflower. or Cauliflower, absolutely. Fried. Or mushrooms we had the other day. That was so yummy, wasn't it? I think the mushroom is going to behave differently. I think mushroom would be, you know what, I would try. I've oh, really got some. I'll find out now. They've got the tiny mushrooms. Bear Listen with it. listeners. I'm in the fridge. It's small, but I've managed to fit. <laughs> I don't know if we have got one. Yeah, top, top shelf. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Okay, this is happening. So we could try, yeah, we could definitely try We're going to try some mushrooms. This is for you, veggies. We would be surprised if any veggies were listening. But if you are listening, your time has come. Yep, it's finally paid off. We will obviously, all those minutes you've spent. We will 
We will obviously have to mix everything all over again, though. This chicken was in everything. We're gonna cook it. <laughs> it's still not going to be vegetarian, is it? Well, we're not gonna serve it to so vegetarians. If, if you were a vegetarian, you can't really follow this. If you were a vegetarian, you wouldn't and have chicken in the first place. And how I forgot that? Do I need to go in there again? No, no. No? Also, worth mentioning is that you should have your oven on as well. <laughs> yes, that's the other bit of prep. Oven is preheating, so it's not just going to be fried, it's going to also go in the oven for a little while as well. Which makes perfect to sense. To cook the inside as well as, you know, crust up the outside. I'm pretty certain I have mentioned this before. But you know how lots of people think that Nando's is just cooked on the, on the grill, as they can see. I think you have said this before, yeah? Yeah, I think that these people have never cooked chicken in their life because that would be very difficult to achieve and it's people need to in a well, restaurant. Pe people barbecue visit. chicken at home and yeah, probably yeah, think no, no, it's no, a similar concept. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. But uh, if you see the queues outside of Nando's, do you think that they can actually in the tiny teeny... The kitchens are for show, aren't they? The grilling is just to put some lines on it. Exactly. So no, the chicken is cooked in the ovens first or roasted in the ovens first, which are in the back kitchen. Trade secrets here. We're gonna have the Nando's assassin drown. I don't be silly, they're not, they're not making any secrets. That big stupid fucking chicken's gonna be here to cage oh, my Oh, my beloved Barsi, huh? Yes, yes. You just hate him. Well, if you're having an affair with a chicken, yeah, <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> it makes a lot of mess. Here's another thing that was on the KFC website. We don't do things the easy way, we do it the hard way. There we go. So it will be worth it doing it the hard way. Yummy tasty chicken. Yeah, I think, I really hope that the soaking buttermilk actually will make it. I, I'm pretty sure it will, because it just all is looking at me. I would definitely recommend, apparently you don't have to put the chicken in the oven once you have fried it. But like we said with our katsu recipe, if you want to be sure and you want to be yeah. on the safe side, and it doesn't hurt And this is chicken on the bone. Yeah. And it is the fatty part of the chicken, so don't worry, it shouldn't get too dry. It will be very, very moist still, hopefully. But it shouldn't. It's better to be, you know, safe because the poisoning. Better to be safe than vomiting. Yeah, the poisoning, as Andrew mentioned, I did have a food poisoning some time ago from a ch raw chicken or un or not cooked properly chicken rather, and it wasn't fun. It was some kind of serious thing when I need to go to hospital for a week, and it really wasn't fun. Food poisoning. It's good for weight loss, though. <laughs> I have, to, I have to admit. Condoning food poisoning for weight loss. That's a new one. <laughs> new controversy. You do lose a lot of weight because for the whole week you can't eat anything. You're lucky if you are going to keep that. It's like really bad hangover. Nothing stays in. No, it's nothing stays in. It's coming out one way or the other. One way or the other and the other is worse than one. So yeah, food poisoning is not fun. So just make sure that the chicken is bloody cooked through basically. I would definitely uh, recommend investing in one of these food probes. Because they are not that expensive. Yeah, if you're going to be doing stuff on the bone, or you just want yeah. you want peace of mind. Yeah. They can, you can get just normal meat thermometers, but the yeah. electronic food probes—they're not very much. There, you can find them on Amazon quite easily. I might find one and put a link in the yeah. show notes. Because but they are not very expensive, and they are really good. They, they are good. We use them at home all the time. Once you've got yeah. it, you find a surprising amount of uses for it. Yeah, you just probe everything. If you're cooking a roast chicken for a Sunday dinner, mm. even. It's just so easy to, you know, is it nicely done, the, the skin's crispy, but what's the inside like? Turn the food probe on and stick it in there and you'll know. Also good if you are, make, if you are cooking uh, something you don't want overcooked, like steaks or roast beef, yeah. you want it to be a little bit under, that you, you just see, in, well, you can basically see inside of the meat, yeah. so it's perfect. I use Very it in good. the beer making as well. 
Well, yeah, you do. Just as a quick use thermometer. Handy things. So when you last left, Justin, we were still dipping in yogurt. That was only about two seconds ago. But <laughs> so we have managed to coat all the thighs. We've managed to coat the thighs in the delicious seasoned flour and eggy mixture. We've also managed to coat half the work top. <laughs> and my top. And your tits. And my tits and my bottom. <laughs> That's not me being chauvinistic or anything. It's all fun. It's all made in jest, isn't it, my dear? It is. And it's true. So oh, you're not offended? You're, you're, no, you're just telling the truth. So we're going like to fry these ones and then we'll do some coating of the other ones. Top and yes, change it. Yes, exactly. What's your so preferred oil for frying in this instance? I am... Um, we are using sunflower oil. Yeah, sunflower is absolutely fine. I have to say though, and I have to mention it, I think the best thing for frying is lard. You don't have any lard? We haven't got any lard. We're only shallow frying. It's okay. I know. Cool. So, the temperature of the oil you need for this kind of thing is about 175 degrees. We didn't food probe that, that's just some knowledge. We have never done this recipe before, so I just read it somewhere, so that's why I'm just repeating it. We've got about, I would say, one and a half centimeters. One and a half centimeters of oil in a shallow, heavy duty pan. Yeah, I think we're in more actually, so we will use this one as well. Don't pour loads of that in there. No, just a little bit. And because we like the taste of it, we're adding a splash. A Jamie Oliver sized splash of what's that palm fruit and rape? It's the palm fruit and red palm fruit and rapeseed oil. oil yeah. We've gone on about it before. If you haven't listened, the Carotino healthier oil for cooking red palm fruit and rapeseed oil. It's really, it's got a lovely reddish color. It's really really tasty. You could have it just as a drizzle on salads. It's worth a try. It is fancy lovely. Yeah. Something a bit different. And it's good for cooking as well. So when 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 situation with this. This is really messy, I have to Yes, <laughs> it's quite messy. Cool. Probably so I'll chop and change, but we won't listen too much in the frying because there'll be a lot of frying noise. So the plan is shallow fry it on each side, pop it on a baking tray with a grill bit on it. What do you call that thing? Griddle maybe? Is it a griddle? No, no it doesn't like say. A... We're going to pop it on a tray thing with some lines on it. <laughs> and it'll go in the oven for a bit and then we'll do the next batch. For about 15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes in the oven once you've fried them, you think? Yeah. yeah. Because we don't have a pressure fryer. No, we're only shallow frying. I don't have a fancy goatee or a white suit or a string tie, nor do I have a pressure fryer. I'm not the colonel. Cool, so first chicken is going in. Chicken we are is going, going to put its skin down. Oil. So frying noises will happen. It will get. It might get a bit smoky, it might get a bit spitty. What I'll do is I will turn this off while we're frying and we'll come back to you when there's something to report and let you know how it went. So it's skinned down before we go for about five minutes and then turn it, flip it over for another five minutes. Well, 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 here we are. We're out of the kitchen and back at the two tablespoons dining table. Now, we were just starting to fry the chicken. It got a bit smoky. It got very much like a production line. We had to have chicken in and then chicken out and then in the oven for 15 minutes and then the wings went in and then, the, you know, so it wasn't really ideal for recording. However, what we've ended up with is a massive pile of Katerina fried chicken. It is an enormous pile of chicken, yes. We've got wings, we've got thighs, we've got breast, 
We're good mushrooms. Yeah, we coated the mushrooms as we said. They are wood. not vegetarian, though, obviously, because they've been... because they've been touching the same things as chicken. But yeah. you could take the essence of it, and you could definitely make it a vegetarian thing. And we've we've popped a mushroom in before we even switch this on, and it is delicious. So it is amazing. Definitely works with mushrooms. It, the mushrooms might be the best one. <laughs> so I'm going to help myself to some other slaw, which is one of the sides we decided to do with it. Yeah. So this slaw is a celeriac apple corn red onion a little bit of coriander and a, li- a lemon juice so and obviously mayonnaise so it's it, it's very fresh it is it's yummy it's zingy and yummy and fresh we didn't do chips but the other accompaniment we did was corn on the cob so we've got some mini cobets which we've done i think that's all going to be plenty to go with the mountain of fried chicken we've got here We've got fried chicken for a week, really. We should Same. definitely invite some neighbours around because they're nope, all mine. No, no, no. Okay, the mushrooms are amazing. I have to say, they had some leftover teeny tiny uh, brown mushrooms in the fridge, so we just chucked them into the buttermilk, into the flour, into the buttermilk, into the flour, and then on a pan. And they are they are the revelation actually for me. I'm yeah. starting with a piece of chicken breast because the strips from KFC are my favourite. I'm mm. going to have some of the strips, some of the slaw, and I will let you know how it is. So everything looks nicely browned. Thighs are huge. Oh gosh. Some of them caught a little bit of colour in the in the oven, but it will be fine. And everything looks nice and uh, crunchy. And I have probed everything, so everything is cooked. So what do you think of the strips? Delicious. Um, it's tender and juicy all the way through, which I think the buttermilk has done a good job of holding that in. Mm-hmm. A bit of crunchy, fresh slaw with it is really nice. The slaw is really nice, actually, I have to say. I think that's very yummy. So I'm going into the thigh, the skin on. It's very juicy. Cutting into it, it's very juicy. So that's the KFC on the bone. Yeah, that's on the bone. Mm. That is wow, mm. that is tasty. The chicken fillets. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going. I'm going to take one of the pieces on the bone. Mm. I was just going to stick my hands into it, but I think it is a bit too big even for that. I think I, th- I can taste that it burnt a little bit in the oven. But Some of the edges cool. Mm. Mm. But it is yummy. Gosh. The meat has stayed so mm. juicy. So juicy. That is lovely. I'm not sure if I'm cutting through bone or coating. <laughs> no, it's coating. That means I can pop it all in my greedy mouth. I really like the apple and celeriac slaw this time because we have made it before and I wasn't too keen but this time it really hit a spot for me. What do you think? Because it is... It's very fresh and zingy. Yeah, do you like it though? But this chicken though. Mm. (laughs) No slaw, just chicken for me. (laughs) No, it's just because you're not a big fan of coriander Mm. and it is quite coriander-y. Is it too much coriander for you? No, it's nice. I'm also not a big fan of coleslaw as it is. It's pre-packaged ones, I know. Yeah. Yeah, the chicken is amazing. (laughs) That's not beat about the bush there was a lot of work wasn't it mm. so the double coating process took a while because maybe because we've got so much of it to then fry and then pop it in the oven it will take some time to do are the results worth it is the question well i have to say it was quite murky it wasn't easy also the mess in the kitchen is like <laughs> oh god that that is quite messy i'm absolutely certain there is a better way of doing things that you don't make as much mess as i have just because i am messy you are a messy cook yeah i am so i think i would do it again only if you lived somewhere very remote with no access to kfc <laughs> if i can order kfc or drive through kfc i would rather do that but this is yummy. It's very this is tasty. Very yummy. very yummy. Have we got our blend of herbs and spices exactly spot on? No. No, absolutely. Have we got a crispy coating on very moist chicken? Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's very tasty. You are worried about oversalting, but I don't think you have. Mm. It's yummy. I think that that's thighs... me borrowing your word, yummy. <laughs> you miss it, yummy. 
The thighs on bone are so tender and so juicy that it's gorgeous. The skin underneath the coating, I would probably avoid. Mm. But you can peel off the taste. Yeah, of it didn't really. It. No, yeah, it didn't really work. But I sometimes do that in the restaurant as well. Mm. No, I always eat them. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's not quite Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's definitely Katerina Fried Chicken. So not bad. However, would I do it again only if we lived about two hundred miles away from nearest KFC? It was a, it was <laughs> messy. It's a bit of fun, quite a lot of work, and the outcome is okay. It's think, okay, yeah. No, it's yummy, but it's not... You could make it at home, and it, but it's a lot of effort mm. to go to. Which is funny when you think that fast food is the least effort thing to do. Well, they've got their procedures in place, They've you know? got all that, yeah, exactly. Got, the yeah. Model is, business yeah. model is built, and how you do it has yeah. to be exactly right. So when we try to recreate it at home, we're just, you know, guessing and making mess everywhere, which we have made quite successfully. But yeah, if, do you've, we get... got, if you've got the time and inclination, you'll have a bit of fun doing Doing it, but Definitely. you will make a mess. But the real thing is better, I have so, to say. Well, there we go. <laughs> the, the judgment is instant. <laughs> have you had one of the wings yet? Because you're a big no, fan no, of spicy No, no, I haven't. No, no, no. I'm getting through them. I have to say the buttermilk coating is lovely though. Mm. It's so yummy. For a first attempt, I don't think your coating is bad at all. No, it's quite okay. The amount of mess is from the flour, buttermilk flour mm. process because it gets quite sticky and claggy, doesn't it? Mm. So it get, all it's doing is forming these lumps of batter that are just unusable at some point. And as a thing, if you get organised, which I'm absolutely not, you can avoid these things by being organised. However, then you won't have these tasty little scraps that we also make, mm -hmm. which are just the bits of batter that had all stuck together that were unusable in coating, mm. but just drop them in the fryer themselves. <laughs> That's a yummy ending. So I'm going into one of the wings, which are meant to be like really extra spicy. And I have to say, the skin on the wings is definitely not edible. Oh, really? That is, yeah, not Not nice. very appetising. Mm -mm. The coating is yummy and crunchy. Coating is lovely. I have to check the temperature, so they are, yeah, they are cooked. They are definitely not overcooked though, they are very moist, yeah. Mm, very hot. The habanero spicy. chili. Mm, yeah. Very spicy, yeah. The habanero chili is coming through, definitely. You can taste it. No, it's yummy. It's yummy. It's, it's definitely, the, the revelation are the mushrooms though. I think KFC should look into it. They should, yeah. <laughs> it does make it. Well, that's the mm. easy way to do it at home if you want something mm. a bit like it. There's a lot less fuss. Onion. Mm. onions, There will be a lot less fuss. And it's vegetarian. So, no, they are lovely, the mushrooms. They're my favourite thing. <laughs> this might be our least successful <sighs> cooking yet. It's still tasty. It's yummy, but it's not. Yeah, but then if you are, that's the thing. If you are aiming for something as tried and tested as KFC since, you know, 1930s or whatever it was when we went yeah. It is filling though. Oh, yes. I'm feeling full after two mushrooms and one <laughs> on the bone piece. And there is another... Uh, Only one mountain to go. Three stands of four. Okay, which is your favourite part? Well, I've not had a wing yet, so I might dump, jump into a wing, but mm. it's probably the same as it is when we go to KFC, the pieces of breast, the mm, little fillets. Because you can just eat the whole thing and it's no mm. bother. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I'm a lazy eater. I like the you know, fillets as well, but wings are my favourite, and these wings are not my favourite. I've got a pretty good one. Did you? Oh, good. I'm glad. So this little bit skin didn't cook very nicely. There's the pressure cooking. See what they do, which we can easily recreate. Colonel's patented mm. pressure fryer. They did very well with that. So yeah, I would say if you fancy KFC, just go and get it. And then just wait until it's open, yeah. <laughs> and if you can go and get it, make mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, do the mushrooms. Mm. Well, with it being available in 150 countries, you're probably not too far away. Mm. The chicken on the bone is definitely better from the proper shops. And it doesn't have to be KFC itself. 
We've got one close to us, mm-hmm. which is a franchise around the West Midlands, I think. There's plenty of them around, mm-hmm. called Dixie Chicken. And that's not a bad substitute. They're absolutely beautiful. They sometimes can be a little bit greasy, to be fair. But then, if you get a good one, you get a really good one. I think KFC are more... Um, consistent. Consistent, that's the word, thank you. You know you know what you get from KFC. Dixie how, Chicken might be a little bit up and down, but... How far do you think our blend of herbs and spices is from... I think it's pretty good, actually. It's quite herby. It has more herbs than it should, or than KFC has. But I like the herbiness to it. It's a tasty lunch, but it's not a KFC lunch. Mm. But I think the, the key to the flavour will be in the cooking. I think I'm getting hiccups. <laughs> so before I just sit here and make stupid noises, hiccuping away, I think I'm going to have some more fillets. I might have some more on the bone. But that's probably all we need to say for the KFC. What do you think? It was good, but it's not up to standard. Absolutely not. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some corn on the cob as well. Yeah. So... What are we cooking next time? Well, next time we should go back to, you know, back to basics. Back to classics that we know how to cook and we enjoy cooking and we might do on a regular basis. No, might. We always do on regular. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. So next time we will do a mushroom risotto. Mushroom risotto. I love mushroom risotto. And I especially love my mushroom risotto. You do. But it's something you've worked on and you've got (laughs) right. Yeah. You can serve it with a bunch of things, but we'll get into it next time. But just the, the basis, a good solid mushroom risotto, which can be vegetarian. It could even be vegan. Absolutely. And uh, it could have some chicken or even salmon on the side. Yep, and you can put anything on the side of it. So we'll get into that next time, mushroom risotto. As usual, we'll post the pictures of the mountain of food that we've made <laughs> this time, of our KFC on our Instagram account, which will also go onto our Twitter account. So come and have a look, check it out. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at two tablespoons, so double T tablespoons. I'm not going to spell it out this time. It's annoying. If you want to have a say in what we make next time, if you want to give us some ideas or just tell us how good or bad we are, you can reach us on those platforms or you can get to us at our email address, which is two tablespoons written out as full words. So T-W-O tablespoons. And we're at outlook.com. Drop us a line. Tell us what you think. And if you decide to make any of our recipes, please send us some pictures and feedback on how it goes. Yeah, let us know if you do better than us and if yours tastes just like the shop bought one. Other yep. than that. Other than that, let us not we- let yeah, let us talk at you again. Yep, we'll finish our mountain of food and we will talk at you next time. <laughs> Lovely talking at you. Bye. Bye.